under your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, it's us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Jimmy Clark. One, two, one, two, three, four. Welcome to it, folks. It's Christmas time. Time to get a little silly. If you're into that sort of thing, get a little drunk. Or maybe if you're sober, just drink a lot of eggnog. I don't know. Hey, man, eggnog. Christmas time is near. (laughs) It's great. I don't care what your daddy says. Christmas time is near. All I know is the Santa sleigh is making its way to the USA. Sounds like something you and I would come up with. <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> uh, it's still one of my favorites of all time, especially for folks who don't know the SNL bit. It's on YouTube. It's only like two minutes long, but Tracy Morgan doesn't even really sing. He just does this weird, like, wobbly dance. It's he so is fun. so funny. So funny. So funny. So, uh... But no, I like, speaking of eggnog, eggnog is really good. I figured this out just yeah. like a couple of years ago. Or at least, in my opinion, it, you take uh, just store-bought egg, eggnog. Sure. I prefer the Barber's. That's what I like. All right. You can have you your know, brand of you choice. You can't find it's the Hall fine. Brothers anymore. Now, Hall, Hall Brothers was my preferred. I don't have a particular type of nog that I'm down with. Well, some of I'm them, open to suggestions. But you know how thick eggnog is? Yeah. You know, it's, it's real heavy. If you think about it too much, you don't want to drink it. And you take, well, but if you take a glass and say take a, a regular like 12-ounce glass and you fill it half full with eggnog and then just Cut it with some bourbon mm, mm, yeah. and, and until it gets thin enough What's that, your it, that it drinks. Hey, wild turkey's mine. You like wild turkey? Yeah, 101 is what. Okay. Is, is, and I drink very, very little liquor. I right. rarely drink it. But you can cut it just enough that it thins it out to where it's okay. more... It's not where you have to kind of chew it. You know how eggnog is? It's so thick. But just thin it down enough, mm. and then you can just sip. You know, it's it's a it's a nice drink in the evening. Man, that sounds good, actually. It actually is good. Well, but here's my problem: is with the holidays, and it's a problem for a lot of people. There's something about when it's cold outside, where I just want to eat everything, and not the good things. Like I just want to eat a big bowl, like you know, the Stouffer's family size mac and cheese, like the frozen block. Yeah, it already comes in that oven safe container. And you throw it in the oven at like, you know, three fifty for however long, like forty five minutes. Yeah. It's a family size. When it starts to turn into the holidays and it's cold outside, it doesn't say family size on the package. It says Joey size. Yeah. And I want to eat the whole thing of mac and cheese. It's wrong. Like I wanna drink 
like not liquor necessarily, but eggnog and just become sick on dairy. You know how that is. Dairy sick. I have a milk problem where I can't just drink a little bit of milk. I drink, I think I drink a whole gallon of milk in the two days this weekend. It was bad. No, that's good for you. It's good for you? Yeah. I felt a little bloated, even in the morning. Nah, milk is good for you. Sure. But no, I think that's a, natural, that's a natural part of, of your body. It's cold, Our, and so eat. Look here. Have you ever just, like, craved something salty? Have you ever just said, <laughs> you know... <clears throat> I, yes. I really want, you know, something salty. That mm-hmm. is that is the biology built inside your body saying you need some salt. Now, we may go overboard. Have you been doing eat too much? Like clinical trials? You've been studying this issue? I, oh, I most certainly have. Right. For, for 45 years. Dr. Wood. Yeah. And Dr. Sutherland. You just <laughs> look at this. I mean, I'm, I'm the epitome of the perfect human body over here. <laughs> you, so, you epitome and your son peak. <laughs> That's right. Your son is the peak of human evolution, and you're the epitome or the epitome of of the same physique. I mean, look how vascular your forearms are. I know. You see, it's remarkable, Southern. The veins keep hitting the microphone. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's not very professional. Well, I just pull my arm up. I can't help that. It's okay. It's okay. I understand. the uh, but I I really think that your body does desire. Have you ever fasted before? Oh yeah, a lot. Okay, and you do you do you, see if you have the same experience I've had when okay. you when you truly fast. Right. I'm talking no water, no nothing, zero. Wake up in the morning, and at the end of the day, do you start like craving? It's not like oh man, I want a steak and potatoes. It's like this weird food. Like mm. I want a bologna sandwich. No, I, I want mean, it, maybe potato it goes, chips. It goes back to what you. I, I want think it's an a, onion. See, no, that's that's not my experience because I do. This is actually how I lost a, a lot of weight. Is I would not eat all day, and I would eat a big meal at, when I get off work. And it would usually uh-huh. be steak and potatoes or some sort of fish. But I, maybe it's like what you psychologically what you're used to. So you go to the bologna sandwich, which is good. Don't get me fried bologna. Fried bologna sandwich. Perfect meal. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to beat. Only thing better is fried Spam with fried spam. pineapple. Really? With oh, pineapple? Dude. You're have Hawaiian? You ne- have I you- didn't know you spent time on the island. No. Dude, have you never had a fried Spam and pineapple sandwich? No. Oh, I've had Spam. All right. Fried Spam. All you do, take your Spam. Yeah. Throw it out of the little block, you know, pop. You know what I don't like about Spam now? It doesn't have the little key that you hang in the side oh, and right, open it. Right. It's got the pop top. But, but anyhow, you, you, take your, those pop tops. you take your Spam and you flip it over and it, right. you know, and hits. And then you slice your Spam. You might want to be care- have like a paper towel underneath so like the Spam juice doesn't get everywhere. Well, this time of year, it's, it's gelled enough that it still sticks to it. it's cold it. outside. Yeah, yeah. You just kind of scrape it off. But then slice your Spam, throw it in your cast iron skillet. Yes, you do yeah. not want to use one of these non-stick pans. We've no. learned that. It's essentially, in a word, shrinkage. You don't want to use one of those. But you, study you, folks. you throw that in your skillet, and you, you hit it on both sides and just blister it. Mm. Warm it up. And then you've got a little bit of the, you know, oil or fat or whatever that comes right. out of the Spam. 
take I like some beef tallow. Pineapple slices. Yeah. Chunk them on top. Okay. Hit them. Put a little spicy salt on top of it. Or maybe some hot sauce. Can I do some Tell hot me, sauce? Yeah, well, not, not yet. Not, not yet. Not yet. I'm jumping the gun. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want that while you're cooking your pineapple, like Tony Shasheries okay. or some seasoned salt. Yeah, sure. Will do if right. you don't like it hot. I like the Shasheries. Like oh, I like it hot. Yeah. Put some of that on there. Then flip it over. Sure. Hit it again. Thank your, you for the sound Your effects. little rings. Yeah. Get, that gets a little black on it. Put that on top of your Spam. Mm-hmm. And then you take your bread, have it toasted. What kind of bread? Uh, I like... Like whole a, the, the the whole wheat uh, honey whole wheat bread. Okay, and and rather than toast it, what I like to do is put it on a pan and broil it, and that way just the top gets crusty. Ooh, yeah. Then you put a thick layer of mayonnaise on it. Oh sure, spam, pineapple, pineapple. other, and that way when you bite when you bite you're getting the soft warm bread and then you hit the crunch the crunchy bread right before you hit the rest of it it's Which is one man. of the most dynamite sandwiches in the history of the universe no, I, I have wonderful. a feeling i'm with you after you went through i i feel like i just went on a short journey with you southern wood and uh though i'm with you i i'd imagine there are people out there listening who probably don't want to eat that sandwich well, they are. They're just wrong. They don't know what they're missing. Right. No, I'm not going to say they're wrong. I had a wonderful conversation. Well, their taste buds are wrong. Yeah, not necessarily. They just <laughs> don't know what they're missing if they have not. If you tell me you tried it and you don't like it, then I'm in your corner. Right. But to say no, nah, that sounds gross. I'm not trying it. Then you don't know what you're missing. No, okay. You just brought something up. Because, folks, this is free form tonight. It's Christmas time. Santa's coming to the USA very soon in a couple of weeks. Tomorrow night, we got an office party. Woo! That was an okay woo. That was kind of a crappy woo. But I'll work on it. Anyway, I'm just, I'm in a good mood. And one thing, Southerwood, you might know him as 84. You might know him as Clay. You might know him as the Hammer. Some might even know him as the genetic jackhammer. <laughs> I don't know anybody that knows me as that. But, but some might. I, I, I don't know. Might. It might be somebody who knows you and you don't know them. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean, you're becoming a big star here on the radio. So, one thing we do, sometimes we, like, take on phrases, you know? Like, simple cliches that people throw out there. Like, if you, you can't say yes... You can't say no. That's noise. 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 But the reason you can't say yes, then you can't say no. The reason for that. So then, it, what you're essentially saying is you have no choice. Exactly. Yeah, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. It's very. It's just a convoluted way of saying something simple. I mean, we've taken on when is enough enough. That old cliche. It is what it is. It's like you know, it's not just a simple phrase people throw out there. It's a deep, profound statement. Especially, it is what it is. I mean, somebody can be going through one of the most tragic moments in their life, a death in the family, and then the dog is sick, and all this stuff is in their face. Well, it is what it is. What a profound statement. A a stoic sense of responsibility for one's own fate and suffering. Remarkable. So let's take on another one tonight. (laughs) Don't knock it until you try it. I don't know about that. Because you just said it. You don't want people to knock your fried Spam and pineapple sandwich 
Until you with try. mayo until you try it. Yeah. But, I mean, does that really apply, to, that rule apply to uh, everything so, a, in life? Across the board. Right. Because I can think of a few examples where it's like, no, don't try that. Ah, uh, that's a good question. Uh-huh. Uh, if it does not a stupid question? <laughs> eh, well, I think, it, I think it, it sounds like a stupid question because there are some things that you obviously would not want to try. You could knock them. I mean, yeah, it's like, don't knock murder until you try it. It's exhilarating. Yeah, and uh, but where does that end? Where where's the the stopping point? I'm, I'm I know there's a uh, a moral side right. using that for example. Yeah, that's now the, you're not going to go kill somebody to see what it feels like and shoot them and yeah, go. Don't, oh, don't knock that feels bad. Yeah. Oh no. I, now I know. Now I yeah, feel guilty. No, you're not going to go that far. But how far are you willing to go to try mm. something and just because you're raised a certain way or you have a certain right. presupposition about well now you can't do that. Well why not? Don't knock it until you try. Like, jump. somebody invited me to go skydiving. And I'm honestly, like, a part of me is like, do it. Sure, why not? But then another part is like, why would I jump out of a perfectly good airplane unless I'm, like, training to, you know, invade the Nazis? Yeah. It like, is, I, don't, I don't need to do that. It just doesn't. I guess I can get my kicks other ways. But there like, again. I shouldn't knock it. I mean, it's... I know it's is different, but I mean, why would you get on a roller coaster and go up 120 foot and free fall? I mean, there's always a possibility. Yeah, but that's when safer. you get to the bottom. Yeah. It, it's safer, <laughs> but it's not safe. <laughs> there's you know, always risk. It's always the er is if the thing runs off the the track. I just don't know. But it's for that feeling of I almost died, but I didn't. Mm. You know, when you get into things like that, and we're getting way afield from well, don't knock a, a spam sandwich. Well, I'm just I'm go looking up cliches because. Clay and I, Southernwood and good old Joey here, we uh, we do a good job of breaking down some of these cliches. I'm trying to look up what are some of the other ones out there. Some like let's just pull up some uh, cliche crap. It make me sick in the ass. <laughs> no, that's not. That's just something you say. That's not. A, that's not a cliche. Make me want to kiss a sick dog in the ass. No, no, just stop with the stop mentioning that word. Wait, okay. Uh, cat got your tongue? I have no clue where that comes from. I don't either. I guess, I mean, I've seen cats, like, try to grab things quickly, but I don't, I don't think in all the internet videos I've seen, I've actually seen a cat grab a tongue. I've, Chad Morris, and now he will come in the morning and he'll sit in my lap and he'll mess with me, but not once has he tried to bite my tongue, hmm. catch it with his or anything so now here's some cle- I don't, does that come from you remember they used to say that a cat would steal a baby's breath would get in the crib and i think this goes back to like we sids got, we got cats killing babies yeah have you never heard of that no yeah a cat would get in the cradle or the bassinet or what have you with a sure. child and would steal the baby's breath is what they would say oh lord and I don't know if that, that has anything to do with cat scatcher your tongue. tongue. Maybe I, I don't know. know. Well, here's some cliches that describe life, love, and um, emotions. 
opposites attract. That's not really a cliche. That's just two words. I mean, that's barely even. Every cloud has a silver lining. Mm. Don't cry over spilled milk. But milk is wonderful. Well, I I mean, I get, don't cry over spilled milk. That's if, I mean, milk is uh, not like spilling water. Mm. I mean, water's just, take a towel and dry it up and it's gone. Milk is is oil-based, so you can't just wipe it up. You have to wipe it up and then clean everything. Right, right. That one is pretty self-explanatory. Don't make a mountain out of a molehill. That reminds me of my favorite Fresh Prince of Bel Air <laughs> okay. show ever. There was all right, Will Smith is the Fresh Prince of Bel Air, right? Mm-hmm. And you know Uncle Will and Carlton and Hillary was the his first cousin, and and there was an episode where she had like a big zit or something, or found a mole on her face or something. Okay, and. Will Smith, my favorite actor, I think out there, just in just the as dry as you could be, he looked at her and said, "Hey, why are you making a mountain over a mole, Hill?" <laughs> oh Lord, <laughs> are you really that much of a sucker for a pun? Oh man, that was that was the punniest thing I've ever heard in my life. Before. It was great. Now, don't knock it until you try it. That, I think, implies... Well, is there some sort of food out there? Some sort of meal you will not eat? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not big into, like, the exotic things. Well, like, if me, you get into, like, roaches and, yeah. and things that we just don't normally eat, but... Yeah. I mean, like, chitlins and... I'll eat that. I'll try mountain that. oysters and... Yeah. I, I, I don't like liver. I've tried it. I and would probably I can like knock liver. it. No, I I, I can knock it because you've had it. I have tried it. Have you had it? But did you, was it tough the way you had it? I've had it uh, several different ways. And you I, didn't just like any I just don't like it. I don't like what the about flavor. fried chicken livers. No, don't like them. I like Can't stand them. I like Hate those. Them. I think it's all right. Now as long gizzards, as it's fried uh, gizzards. I'll eat gizzards. I'm yes. all into some gizzards. Now I've never tried the pig's feet in the jar at the gas station. They're pretty disgusting. Fit and eat. Yeah. Yeah. They are. Oh, good lord! Because they're they're pickled. Anything pickled you can eat. Yeah. The egg. Have you ever had the pickled egg? No. Oh man. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm not those that... pickled eggs are. Uh, uh, I guess I shouldn't knock it until I try it. <laughs> uh, you would. Boy. You actually would like it. You think I'd like it? Oh, it ve- lots I'm of that acid. And funky. It's it's a boiled egg, mm-hmm. but it's it's not with some pickle flavorless. It's okay. got the acid in it. Yeah. Okay. Dynamite. Who Wonderful. Hell, who is this online to? I don't know. 272-9228 if you want to join in on this nonsense. Any cliches, any foods out there that you think I would not be willing to eat? I'm willing to eat quite a lot. I'm adventurous in that regard. 272-9228. Let's see who this is. Let's see who it is. A news talk here on there. Hey, it's Bo. Oh, hi, Bo Holt. You know, I, I've got to say, like, yeah, I, I, clay sandwich sounds delicious. I've never tried one. Some some people might go, ooh, you know, they're like, well, don't knock it till you try it or whatever. And that's fine. That's true. You can't say you hate something until you've tried it, with the exception of, like, you know, if I told Clay that I've invented a new drink, I've gotten this new, you take a frothy beer mug and put, or a frozen beer mug and put a frothy 
natural light on it. So far, it's good. And then I'm going to say you take an old veterinarian's uh, mercury rectal thermometer that's been aged and break it open and pour the mercury into the glass and try that. And then that would be one thing where I could not really blame somebody for going, yeah, I think I'm going to pass on that. No, I think if somebody says, yeah, okay, I'll try it, they kind of deserve to be poisoned. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you couldn't blame them if they didn't Right. Or that. That's not really food, though. Okay, yeah, but it's, it's still something that, you know, I mean, people have... Well, yeah, you can ingest quite a lot, <laughs> whether it's food or not. I was talking to my boss just today, and we were talking about how um, how much, you know, Kaneka sausage and Kaneka sausage is great, and just how much they sell a day, and talking about, you know, you know he's, there's a wild boar problem, and, and from what I understand, the wild boar is not... It, it, apparently it doesn't, I don't know if it doesn't taste very good or what. I'm like, well, you know, rich people eat snails. So why don't you take like a wild boar and some come up with some kind of marketing campaign where you just try to make it sound as snooty and snotty as possible. And uh, to kind of para paraphrase a part from uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off there and invent something that you're not you know, you're not upper echelon unless you have this disgusting, despicable, terrible to eat wild boar, but just because and sell it for, you know, hmm. overinflated price, but convince people that yeah, this is this is what you need to eat. This is what the the, the you know, the the creme de la creme are going to be eating now. And then make milk off of it. Well, there's there's two problems with wild boar. One, if it's an actual boar, if it's a boar hog and and they taste real nasty because the the pig meat that we eat the the pigs are castrated and it changes the flavor of the meat to a degree mm, okay and and when they're they're boorish it it makes them they have more of a gamey yeah. is the way we classify they're not they as have, fat right they're not as fat and plus when they're wild a uh, uh, a pig they eat everything, and I don't mean just kind of everything. Uh, a, a wild pig will eat everything from other pigs when they die. I mean, they're like buzzards, hmm, okay. and they're just full of diseases well, and worms it depends and on what all kind of crap. And it's the point, the point is, if you make something trendy, you not can even trendy, brand it. Yeah, yeah well, but, and I've seen those videos where people will try like something that's branded. As this hot, top-notch gourmet, you know, five-star meal, and it's really just a chicken, yeah, chicken nugget. Yeah. Two words: bottled water. Oh, really? how much money do people spend on bottled water? Yeah, my oh. grandmother, my grandmother lived two weeks to the shy of turning one hundred, and she lived off of Montgomery tap water since nineteen sixty-four. Two weeks shy of turning a hundred. Wow, and it's uh, I just. I'm not shy about drinking tap water from around here. I've been drinking it since I was a kid. I'll only do bottled water, uh, like if I'm for on the, the convenience. Go. Yeah, like if I'm on the go and I don't have a bottle on. But you know, I just, I just, uh, I, I, I just think that that was that was a more or less a huge scam that's been fairly more than fairly successful. Well, you can't say it's, it's a scam successful. though, Bo. It, it's it's fulfilling it's, a need. It's, it's on convenient. the free market. You don't have to buy bottled water. People choose to buy it. It's it's. It's not a scam. It's it's ridiculous. I mean, it is water. 
but it's, it, it's the highest priced commodity on the market right now is bottled water. I'll agree with you there. It's the highest priced commodity on the I mean, for the most part. I mean, the common ones. I mean, we ain't talking gold and silver or something okay. like that. But, right. I mean, hell, you're talking about... What's your what's your well, water and, bill a month? Uh, right. What's your water bill a month? Ninety something, uh, I guess, or sixty. And that's that's all right. Look here. Water bill is like seventy bucks a month, I think, somewhere right. around there. All right, time out. Y'all paying for garbage and all the other stuff that goes along with your water bill sure. in the city. I have a house of six. My water bill is like thirty bucks a month, and that's like ten thousand gallons of water a month. How yeah, many 16-ounce bottles do you great. think I could fill up right. for $10,000 right. and sell okay, them for a dollar apiece? It's your business idea. You can call it Southern Wood, you know, whatever you want, and there you go. I, just when I make you rich, just, you know, at least give me a cut. Yeah, Southern, the Southern Wood Bottling Company. Southern Water. Southern Wood Bottling Company. We can, you know, brew your Southern own. Woods Water. There you uh, go. Open a natural light with that. Mm-hmm. No, I think this is a whole brand, Southern Wood. But the only thing, we, one product and one commodity we refuse to brand is actual wood. That's right. Yeah, th- that's, that doesn't happen. Exactly. Right. Well, I don't know. I've had- Bo, you're breaking up on us a little bit here, man. The Southern Woods firewood burned pretty good. It burned pretty good. <laughs> yeah. well, and I noticed you used a cliche, but a French one earlier. Yeah. Creme de la yeah. creme. Really? Cream of the cream? Man, some of those translations are stupid when you take them literally. But I appreciate the call, man. You bet. Y'all take care. See you, bro. Now, a good friend messaged and said one of his favorites is cool as the other side of the pillow. That's a new one. Eddie Bader sent that to me. See, and I like that saying, that cliche. First time I think I heard it was like Stuart Scott, though, on SportsCenter. He coined it. As cool as the other side of the pillow. Yeah. Well, because it's true. It is. I remember when I heard him say as a kid, I like woke up in the middle of the night one evening, went, ooh, I get to try it out. And it's cold. It's amazing. It's just one of those little references about a tiny thing most people experience in life. You're like, oh, wait, you know that, too? It's amazing. And it just feels good to connect with people in that way over this stupid crap. Anyway, Eddie Bader wants to be your buyer's agent. So if you're looking to be a first-time home buyer like myself, or maybe you've gone through before but you didn't have somebody top-notch who's really looking out for you, and that's what a buyer's agent like Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group will do. Not only will he find you the right house, he'll also research the neighborhood for you, give you a whole... I don't know, spectrum of prices. It doesn't have to be the, you know, the tip-top maximum price you're willing to pay. It doesn't have to be the minimum. It will give you everything. It's not just about prices. It's about the home that you want to fall in love with. And especially for first-time home buyers, it will guide you through the prepaid process, things like home inspections, why they're important, uh, repair issues, and who's going to pay for these repair issues, found in the inspections, what the appraisal process is like, and really, Eddie takes it upon himself to go the extra mile when it comes to showing lake houses. He doesn't take you through all those windy roads. He takes you on the, get on the boat. Get on the boat. Now, I don't know how soon that's going to be happening in this weather, but just keep in touch with Eddie. And here's a really cool thing you can do. If you kind of think of what is Joey talking about with this Eddie Bader guy? Who's this Eddie Bader guy? You can now go to Zillow.com. It's like cool as the other side of the pillow. Pillow, but with a Z. Zillow.com. Put in, say, a River Region zip code and then type in 
Eddie Bader, B-A-D-E-R, Eddie Bader, Eddie with an I-E at the end. And that way, you can almost pull up what, it's like an Eddie Bader trading card. It's got his stats. It's like a real estate agent stat finder. Like all the houses he's sold, all the houses he's helped people purchase. It has been an incredible last few months for Eddie Bader, and let him help you like he's helped so many. So if you are looking for a real estate agent, a buyer's agent, Give Eddie Bader with the Goodson Group a call, 322-0662. Again, that number, write it down, 322-0662. Is there an echo in here? Echo, echo. Okay, you're a little late on that. But, yeah, cool is the other side of the pillow. Pillow, billow, Zillow. It's been a long time. And even if you're like me, if you're in a house that you love and you're never going to move... And you've got a little money, and you see the stock Investment. market. Stock market's going up, down, yeah. up, down. I'm going to tell you something. A house, I don't give a crap. What happens to it, it's always worth something. It never goes to zero. Rental properties, baby. And he can help you with the rental. He can he can find you somebody to come in and rent the property even before you buy the freaking house. Great guy. And Great then guy. help you manage it if you don't know how to manage a house. Yeah. Let your money work for you, exactly. and let Eddie help you help your money work for you. Come on, man. 322-0662. Yeah. Just call him. It's Christmas time. It makes me so happy. We'll be right back. Clark. Well, welcome back, folks. I didn't mean to play this Muzak, like, uh, this elevator music Christmas crap, but uh, it's what's on. Ding! Now, somebody sent me uh, Four, seven. a country <laughs> saying. We're talking about cliches and old sayings, just stuff, you know, people normally throw around. Because if you really sit back and think about them, folks, they can sometimes be interesting. Who is Adam? Who's Adam? Yeah, who is Adam? Like, have, uh, have, have you ever the guy heard? who ate the fruit? And I don't, I don't know. Maybe so, but I've always, my whole life, heard. I don't know him from Adam's house cat. Now, why in the hell am I supposed to know Adam? And let alone his house cat. Exactly. Where does that come from? Okay, here's one that was sent to me by uh, Thad. She's as country as a pig's ear. That's a new one on me. I don't know about that. Country as a hog track. Country as a hog track? Yeah. Okay. Racing track. I mean, that's country as you can get. Folks, I need some help here. I was born and raised in Montgomery, but I'm not quite as uh, southern as I would like to be. I'm not always hip to the oldest and newest sayings that us southerners very creatively are coming up with. I mean, here's an old one. You are saying your grandfather used to use a lot? Yeah. Uh, Tight as Dick's hat band. Yeah, you don't know Dick. I don't. I don't. I don't either, but apparently he had a very tight 
hat band. Yeah, apparently so. He's one Twinkie shy, topping 300 pounds. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in case you didn't get that, that means your ass fat. <laughs> <laughs> She's educated beyond her means to comprehend. <laughs> that's a good one. But that's a good one. That now, that is a very good phrase. Actually, right that there. one describes me pretty damn well. <laughs> I'm educated beyond my means to comprehend. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. I'd say a lot of stupid crap and try to make it sound smart. Uh. The luck of the devil and Tom Walker. That was another one my granddaddy just loved, and 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 he shortened it to whenever you heard Pop. Is what we call my grandfather. Mm-hmm. When you heard Pop say, "Dad, blame the luck," that meant he was really really mad. Dad, blame it. Dad, blame the luck Dog to the devil it. and Tom Walker. That was his one of his <laughs> sayings, and that actually comes from an old uh, book. That that is uh, the devil and Tom Walker is an actual tome, if you will. How's that for a seven dollar word, there, Mister College dude? <laughs> well, speaking of being uh, conceited and talking about one's vanity, uh, I'll just—it says she here, but I'll just make it about me. Uh, he's so stuck up, he'd drown in a rainstorm. Got your nose up in there. That he's makes sense. stuck up higher than a light pole. Well, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Yeah. He has his nose so high in the air he could drown in a rainstorm. Okay, that's the same thing. Whoever made this list, come on, tighten up. Like Dick's hat band. <laughs> he thinks the sun comes up just to hear him crow. Woohoo! Rick Flair right there, Woo-hoo! brother. <laughs> no, I feel that way sometimes. Like, look at the sun there. Or like Terry Taylor, the Red Rooster. My goodness. Uh, Southern phrase about being broke or poor. I can, uh, too poor to paint, too proud to whitewash. Yeah. As poor as a church mouse. I've heard quiet as a church mouse. I feel like a church mouse wouldn't be all that poor. I've got one, and I don't know, I may have actually made this up. Poe is pond dirt. Poe is pond dirt? Yeah. Oh, I see. You're, you're like really easing into the accent there. Poe. 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 Poe is pond dirt. Right. Yeah. Because, I mean, we had, we like sained a pond one time, dug it out, and I took it and put it in my yard and filled some gaps in and everything. Hell, grass wouldn't even grow in it. Now, do you ever, like, when you... Weak get, as tater water. Tater ever heard water, that one? Tater, no, I haven't heard <laughs> that one. That was another one. Weak as tater water. Weak as tater water. Okay. <laughs> You Wait. boil some potatoes, and yeah. that's the water. That That's your soup left. That's, that's some pretty weak soup. That's Poe's, I mean, weak as tater water. Okay. Pop used to say that. Now, are you, when you get tired, does even more of the draw come out? Like Probably so. Like light, night. Yeah, and, and I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I tell you this, Joey. And actually, when, when I'm up here with y'all on the radio, I make a conscious effort to talk faster than I normally do. Really? So you can just imagine. Oh, Lord. If I was just in real clay mode, this is eh, this is probably about how fast I'd be talking <laughs> if I wasn't making a conscious effort to actually get Speed my words up out. Already. Yeah. yeah, spit it out. Let's see who's on the phone here. I keep getting, I keep getting the sign, the speed it up. Come on, <laughs> spit it out. Do something. 272-9228, 272-9228. News talk here on there. Who's this? Hello? 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 H
Hey, this is Bo Cephas. Hi, Bo Cephas. How are you? Good. How y'all doing this evening? I'm all right. Well, I got a few. Uh, my granddaddy used to say, and my grandmother, she's, this is one she pulled out of the hat, and it, this had to be uh, probably 100 years old. But uh, my granddaddy, when, when he'd have to go out, he, he'd, he'd be headed out the door. We'd be done had a big meal, and he'd say, Well, I guess I'm going to go out here and listen to old Sarah sing a little while. Listen to old Sarah sing for a little while. Yeah, listen to old Sarah sing for a little while, and then. If he had to do number one, he'd say, "Well, I guess I'm gonna go go out here and drain the water off old Jesse's eyes." Now I get that one, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't get him either. I was a child, you know. I was like, "What you gonna do?" Of course, if you followed him outside, it wouldn't take long to figure out what Sarah's singing was. But anyway, going to see a man about a horse is what he was doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So the other thing, my grandmother, if if you know. Sometimes they would just want to go ride around, you know what I'm saying? Just ride around to get out of the house. And she'd say, tell my grandpa, she'd say, let's go ride around a little coral leaf. Now, I've never heard that saying I before. I don't know that one. I yeah, don't know that you. I want to know what that <clears throat> means in reference to your grandparents. Well, I mean, I have no idea. I asked them, what, you know, where they heard it and all. But, you, you know, some of that stuff, they just... It's just passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, I mean, I remember stuff my dad said. You know, I mean, I mean, slow as a herd of turtles. He'd throw that one at me a lot because uh, I mean, I would, I would try to procrastinate as much as I could when I was a child, not do what he said. Uh, no, I just came across one where somebody's wearing something too tight, too scantily clad. You know, uh, those pants are so tight I could see her religion. I mean, what about? What about? What about them? Them pants is so tight on that girl that she was to fart, she'd blow her boots off. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have a good. Well, I just found one about confusion. He doesn't know whether to check his ass or scratch his watch. Yeah, yeah I like that one. Now this is just fun. I'm trying to get to know my roots. You know, I'll deal with the New Jersey side another day. I don't know if that'll be safe for air. I don't know. You reckon they got sayings up there? <laughs> yes, I reckon. I reckon they do. Well, that just dills my pickle. That sounds weird. And, you know, a lot of it just has to do with our vernacular, the way that we that we speak down here. Right. I, I still, I remember a story a friend of mine told. He told it as a true story. I think he probably made it up. But uh, a buddy of his, they were in McDonald's. They were eating one night. And a buddy of his went in uh, the bathroom, and he walked out, and... And uh, he was he was scratching his elbow, and he was looking down. And one of the other guys sitting at the table, the, the other five guys were already sitting there eating. And he looked at the guy and he says, "Hey man, some bit you." And the guy coming out of the bathroom looked at me. He said, "Well, some bit you too." <laughs> so a lot of it is, you know, has to do with the translation. <laughs> so. Right. Oh, well, over-the-shoulder boulder holder. Oh, my. Don't know that one. Well, I was just talking about a big bra. Uh, <laughs> she gets my goose. I've heard that, but what does it really mean? Like, she gets my goose. I don't know. I, I heard know. that a lot, too. That's another. That's, a, that's an old-timey phrase. <laughs> Yankees are like hemorrhoids. 
Pain in the butt when they come down, and always a relief when they go back up. Ow. <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry I said that, ladies and gentlemen. She could make a, a preacher cuss. And could piss off the Pope. If you don't stop that crying, I'll give you something to cry about. Now, I heard that one a lot. It's kind of got a dark side to it. It's like, yeah. I'm going to whoop you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you think you're hurt now. Just keep it up. Yeah. Well, it would sometimes backfire, some of this vernacular. Uh, like, I, we had a coach in middle school. And one of the kids in my class was talking back, acting fool, acting up. And uh, he's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to take your ass behind the woodshed and wear you out. And the kid says back to him, you're going to do what to my ass? <laughs> I'm telling my mom and dad. And he's like, no, I didn't mean that. And it's just, oh, my goodness. <laughs> now, we understood that. No, I age. get it. No, I understood it. No, and the kid understood it. He's just like trying He's to trip him up. He's just being smart, Alex. Yeah, exactly. Just trying to trip him up. It's uh, I don't know. As much as I, uh, my daddy used to say, "Boy, I'm about to jerk a knot in your tail." Thank you for that, Eric. Yeah. Okay. Then. Yeah, I've heard that one a good bit. It's just interesting how these things come up, and uh, I'm 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 certain this happens all around the country. There's probably some. Exaggerations. This is just the place I was born and raised. Ain't y'all? And it just seems odd to me that anybody would find those words odd. They're so useful. Yeah, they are. Well, especially ain't. It really snuck because of blues music and blues music's influence on rock and roll. Ain't really snuck into the general American vernacular. Like if you are. If you're a fan of rock and roll, especially classic rock, ain't's going to be around. Yeah, and you know, you can use words like that that aren't considered proper. I, I guess maybe they are now. I know when we were coming up, like through composition, if you ever used ain't instead of isn't or is not, not yeah. you you know, as an F. I mean, you, you just fail. But I think you can use words like that to make a point when, when you're trying to use sarcasm and maybe it works better in speech than it does in the written language i agree but but when you say no i'm gonna tell you they ain't no freaking way that's gonna happen that to say there isn't any cotton picking way that that's cotton picking that's, that's one. another one what the, what the I hell does cotton, cotton picking pick even mean? I don't, no that's one i don't say and i've, I've heard it but it's See, not one that comes to mind okay i have Wait a th- one cotton picking second i have a theory about that okay cotton picking mother oh i think Watch it, it there diehard i think it has to do with the number of syllables mm-hmm. it's like dad Blame it, right? God, no, 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 no. Yeah, but doggone it. Yeah, it's yeah, right. Doggone it's it, nowhere near the curse word. It, they're somewhat similar, but it gives you that Dad same. It. it gives you that same three-syllable release that a curse word would. Blast it. Which is why my mother, rest her soul, she would get on to us when we said words like that. She's really? like, when you said, "Dad, blame it," she says, "Now." 
What did you mean? What did you really mean by that? <laughs> I, I meant, Dad, blame it. She's like, no, you didn't. I meant I'm frustrated, Mom. You're going to, because, you know, that's the big one. That's taking the Lord's name in oh, vain. Oh, no, especially, no, yeah. I've actually people who aren't from the South. I mean, I'm not going to say any of these words on radio. But, you know, the F word will get a rise out of people. They'll kind of look at you. But That's vulgar. Yeah, I mean, you could say, like, ass, or you could say a-hole. I mean, you could say certain words. It depends on the company, obviously. I get these things. But the one word, that curse word, that will drive people nuts around here, that I've noticed will make people angrier than anything, is GD. Mm-hmm. And the doggone it. And, and all this, uh, dag, blast it. I mean, and there's something about that. I think it's just because we have a lot of God fear and church going folks around here. That one really, literally, don't take the Lord's name in vain. You can drop the F word. You're not saying anything about the Lord. So I, I don't know. That is, I think, the the one that really riles people up the most. Well, and that's that's one of my soapboxes that I love to get on because, and, and I do. I mean, that's not a proper word that we should just be chunking no, around. You shouldn't should be not. saying GD. But it's like people have taken that one, there's ten commandments, and that's one of thou shalt <laughs> not take the Lord's name in vain. Okay. Right. And you can go very deep into this. But just beginning with that, taking the Lord's name in vain is not one word that you use. Sometimes that word is actually appropriate. It actually is oh, right. to say that. I mean that is a like blank, you're going blank. to end up in hellfire, like yeah, and that and that an abomination. Therefore, right. that's not taking his name in vain, right? What I see is taking the Lord's name in vain, and yeah, I'm talking to all y'all out there, oh, and this Lord. is Clay talking. Oh Lord, you got a company or you got something, you got a business card, and you put that dang fish on there mm. like you're a perfect Christian. What if they're a and preacher? you use? Hey, that's fine. That's fine, but if you're taking that and then you're going to be a shyster and and not do what you say, yeah. you know, if you're going to slack customers, if you're going to cut somebody and do something, that's taking the Lord's name in vain because you're advertising with the sign of the dang fish, right? And you're out there using that as a way to get in to people. I've ha- I've talked to people about this before and told them I said, "Be and I'm sorry." I'm sorry, any complaints comes right to Clay Sharp, not this radio station, not to Joey, not to anybody else. If you see somebody with a fish on their card, mm-hmm. stay away from them because they're trying to impose on you. Well, but I'm a, I'm a good Christian. See the fish on my card? That means I'm a good Christian. I've got a fish on well, there. What if they are? What if they just love it? If they are... By their fruits, they'll be known. You don't have to say it. Okay. The disciples went to Jesus and said, how will they know we're from you, Lord? How will they know that we are of you? And he says, by your fruits, you'll be known. He didn't say, put a freaking fish on your business card and show it to them, and then they'll know you're of me. No, that ain't. Oh, that is one of my biggest pet peeves. That's some Pharisee stuff, you know. Exactly what it is. (laughs) And who did Jesus, of all the people in the Bible, who did Jesus scold? Who did he get on to? The whom? The Pharisees. The people that had a form of religion but knew nothing of the God that they were serving. Don't get me started preaching. Man, we're talking about Southern sayings and cliches and 
fried spam and pineapple sandwiches and eggnog, and now you're dropping bombs having to do with the Reformation. Of the, I'm tucking my religion. shirt over here. My Get goodness. Me fired up. But a guy named John Christian just messaged me, though. Yes, what does John He, he said, say? that boy makes more noise than two skeletons throwing a party on a tin roof. <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do make that much noise. <laughs> my goodness. It's just, it's uh, never ending surprise. All the creative Southern sayings out there. Even though I was kind of, I'm from around here. I literally born and raised, only escaped to Auburn for a little while. Auburn. But I, I don't know, I still hear Auburn. new. Auburn. <laughs> well, it depends on where your accent takes you. You can do the little more gentle. Or Auburn. Auburn. Just don't put the Y in there. I hate when people say Auburn. Oh, Bryn? Oh, Lord, I don't do that. That drives me crazy. I know you don't, but some yeah. people, they call it Auburn. There, yeah, there's no Y, correct. there's no I, there's no... It's Auburn. Auburn, yeah. I, and the Yankees, they call it Auburn. Well, we can, I That's guess... That's like Montgomery. It's Montgomery. Montgomery. There's a U in Montgomery. Right. <laughs> the gump. Yeah, I mean, you can't see it. It's not the gomp. Yeah. It's the gum. It's the gum. Because it's Montgomery. Montgomery. Well, and it's it's Birmingham. Not Birmingham. Birmingham. That's the British one. And it's Birmingham. It's Birmingham, Alabama. And it's what's what's the city right below us down here? Greenville? Greenville? Not Greenville. It's Greenville. Greenville. Yeah. It's like well, Huntsville. Huntsville. It's Huntsville. Right. And and what know. what up uh, what's right up the road? Clannon? There's no T in Clannon. Anybody that says Clanton, they're not from around here. It's See, Clanton. I might say Clanton. Oh, you but might. I, yeah, I, I'm from around here, but I'm not that Southern. And I, it's like, I pronounce my T's. What's the, the, the city down in South Georgia? Albany? <laughs> right. Well, but, and what's the city in New York that's spelt exactly Albany. the same? That's Albany, New York. Yeah. It's Albany in Georgia. Let's see if you can get this one. Guy used to work with a donut shop in Auburn. Uh, he'd say, I'm like, where are you from, Vic? You go, Anat. Anat. Where? Aniston. Aniston? Aniston, yes. Huh. And I was like, interesting. I understood it like about the third or fourth time he said it. I was like, oh, yeah, Aniston, Alabama. All right. Yeah. I'll read you, man. How do you spell Hornorville? Hornorville? Yeah. Do you even know about Hornorville, Alabama? <laughs> no, I don't. It's spelled Honorville. H-O-N-O-R-V-I-L-L-E. Hornorville. And I don't know where the R comes in, but it's, I'm still it's there. I'm still, I've been here 30 years on Earth, here in the South. I've never really left Alabama. And I'm still learning new things. That Yankee there. blood runs thick in your body, Joey. Yeah, it's true. I'm not going to apologize for it. Strong Polish Polak blood. You ready to talk about the education system and why it's so messed up? No, let's talk about crime in the police department. (laughs) See y'all later. Joey Clark.